Good evening and welcome to the Marriage Reform Prayer Call. My name is Kim Moore, and I'm so excited that you're here with us tonight. Uh, We just appreciate you, and I welcome you, whether this is your first time or you faithfully show up on Wednesdays to uh, just give your time, to spend your time, your faith, and just help in declaring the divine reset that God has initiated for marriage. We're simply echoing God. We're not initiating anything. We are echoing because Jesus says what he hears his father say, that's what he speaks. And so as our nation is in divine reset, we declare and believe that God has sanctioned a divine reset for marriages, and we're just thankful that he chose us to play a small part in that. If this is your first time, we pray and talk about kingdom marriage. Unlike a religious marriage, kingdom marriages focus on principles and concepts that apply to husbands and wives equally. You know, there's not a separate gospel for men and a separate gospel for women. The kingdom gospel is for all citizens, those that profess the name of Jesus Christ, are kingdom citizens. And so we speak about and pray about truths that are God's expectation for all kingdom citizens, male and female, husband and wife. Um, All of us, all of us, male and female, husbands and wives, we have, we can enjoy the rights, the responsibilities, privileges, authority, and power as sons of God, co-laborers, and joint heirs with Christ. And those rights and responsibilities and privileges are for each one who professes the name of Jesus Christ. If this is your first time, also want to share with you the format. I don't know about you, but I kind of like to know where things are beginning and where they're going to end so I can manage myself along the way. And so the format is I'll do some announcements, we'll open in prayer, I'll do some sharing and scripture, scripture and sharing, and then we'll pray the scripture and the word that was shared, and then we will uh, end the call. So here are a couple of announcements. Jumping for joy. Praise God. As many of you know, uh, at the end of last year, God uh, sanctioned us to go to every state and U.S. territory to seed the soil by praying and declaring kingdom marriage uh, has come to the earth as it is in heaven. And so when we speak, the word of God is a seed. And so when we pray and declare the word of God in each state, we are depositing seed in the ground that God can work with, rain upon, and cultivate so that what he's called for for marriages can come forth out of the earth in each of those states. And Pam from Merlin has provided us with a, a, an amazing template uh, that we can use FaceTime and Zoom. We had gone to about three or four states already, and then COVID came. And so we had just been waiting for the states to open up. But in the meantime, I forget who first came up with the idea, um, but several of you were yay and amen to the idea, and that is why don't we just go to the states using FaceTime and Zoom and people who are already on the ground in those states. And so if you'd like to be a part of us taking 
a kingdom marriage and seeding it into your state and would like to be a coordinator. It requires a coordinator and a few volunteers who are willing to work with us to execute the event. So if you're interested in representing your state, then email me at Kim at more on relationships.com and we will soon have a informational meeting that will give you the details and show you how it works and practice if we need to. It's not really a hard thing. Uh, like I said, we will talk and uh, share the details with you, get your questions answered, and just get to step in. In Jesus' name, God said, as we go, we will grow. So we must go and we must to adapt to what is available to us to take this kingdom message in marriage to every state and U.S. territory. And also, another announcement, the last announcement is, many of you have emailed me and messaged me and expressed the desire to get these teachings to more people. That has been a long-standing desire, ache, pain of mine. <laughs> um, you prayed, I've prayed, I've cried, I've weeped, and, and, you know, just got mad at God, got angry at God, and we too have prayed together. And I would am just so grateful because I believe that God has given us a divine strategy which we're super-duper excited about. We're going to be packaging one, uh, one two, three-day uh, uh, trainings and challenges uh, that will take place online through the Zoom technology. Um, and so the first one is May 7th, and so it's called Connecting. And... Uh, you know, some of you are exhausted by the trivial conversations in, in your marriage, and you really want to talk about stuff that matters, but it just doesn't seem to happen. And then, you know, some of you are, are just tired of living like roomies. You know, you get along, but there's really no, nothing romantic or intimate about the relationship. You're roommates, and you're good roommates, but you want more than a roommate. You want something more intimate. And then still others are fed up with feeling alone in marriage, like you're carrying be a burden for the entire marriage. And what you really want is a partnership, somebody to go all in with you. And then, and then still there are others that are, you know, ashamed by things that have happened, insecurities in their life that, that prevent them from being close to, to their spouse. And, and you just want to be free. You want to be free so that you can be available to develop trust again in this marriage. And so if that's any of you or you know anyone like that, then I would encourage you to register for connecting with your spouse. And, and I know uh, one of the things that's said about the teachings that I do is that, yes, it, you're talking about marriage, but I'm applying this. I think Nubby told me I'm applying this to every other relationship in my life. And it is true. And that's the value and the benefit of when you're teaching kingdom. It transcends relationships. So the things that I'll be teaching, uh, like I said, we'll be focusing on marriage, but they will apply to your, to your boss, your kids, your coworkers, your church folks. It just will apply because the truth is the truth and there's no, there's no respecter of persons. And so you need to register for that. The introductory price for that is $79. And if you register within the next 24 hours, I will throw in my notes at the outline at no extra cost, regularly going for $69. Um, so, hey, check it out. There's more information there on my 
uh, webpage, more, my last name, M-O-O-R-E, onrelationships.com, and I hope to see some of you there. Um, and please share it. Share the page. Share the information. That's how we get this message out. That's how the revelation of the kingdom as it applies to marriage will get out. And we need it to get out because we need kingdom relationships beginning with marriage and family and our friends and, and all of those that God has given us a sphere of influence or our sphere of influence. We need to know how to connect. So let's pray tonight, and then we will share a little bit and then teach a little bit then pray a little bit. Well, Father, I just thank you tonight because you are God. I thank you that you are the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I thank you tonight, God, that you said where two or three are gathered in your name, you are in the midst of them. Father, I thank you also tonight, Lord, because you are God all by yourself, and we declare your kingdom has come and your will is being done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we make ourselves available to you tonight for your Holy Spirit to teach and instruct. And, Lord, just equip us, God, with your mind, Father. We thank you that your word says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. So, Father God, in faith, we declare that tonight we have the mind of Christ. And, Lord, we give up our own mind for his mind, Father. Lord, we just lay down our opinions, God. We lay down, God, the things that, Lord, that have prevented us, God, from hearing and receiving your word, God. We thank you that the people on this call and those that are hearing represent new wineskins, God. Now pour your wine into this people, God, and glorify yourself that we might glorify you. You said that you put this treasure in an earthen vessel that we must show that we might show off your glory, and that's our desire tonight, God, that we would show off your glory, and that men and women would be drawn unto the light of your presence, God. Lord, that they would offer themselves to you, that you might live in them as well, and that together we might be one in you, in Jesus' name, Amen, and Amen. Well, two weeks ago. I diagrammed, uh, verbally, I diagrammed the religious systems communication program uh, concluding that it was unsustainable or unable and unsustainable in being able to produce the love and connection that so many of you, so many husbands and wives desire. You know, the, the religious system in communication is like a rabbit chasing the proverbial carrot on a stick. It'll never catch the carrot, even though it keeps running. Or... You might prefer the example of running on a treadmill. You are moving. You are expending energy, but you aren't going anywhere. And the religious system is designed to keep you in place. It is not designed to take you somewhere. Only the kingdom of God is designed for mobility, portability, and is designed to multiply and expand in you and through you. And then last week I spoke about the foundation of that system being different. The foundation of the communication training program in the religious system is based on difference and division. And that the very foundation is, is, is that of difference or division makes it incapable of producing unity. The system, the religious system, all that we learn about communication in and of itself is incapable of producing unity. It's not designed 
to create unity. It's designed to maintain division. And while there are some success stories in the communication system of, of religion, um, they are far and few in, in between, and they have not wholesale impacted husbands and wives in the body of Christ. You can hear those messages on Spotify and iTunes, and the numbers are, uh, the reference numbers are number 96 and 97. I encourage you to go back, check them out, uh, and just get, get into it a little bit, bit further than I, than I did tonight. And then tonight I, I want to give you an aerial view of what's happening in our nation and two reasons your marriage matters more than ever. Listen, this is not a political message or a rant. I, I, realize, uh, I realize that we all come to this call with, with different ideas and beliefs about what's happening in our nation and how it should be run and who should be running it. Listen, I'm speaking to you as a fellow kingdom citizen, period. Um, And as a kingdom citizen, you and I need to be able to see the kingdom from God's perspective. You know, we have many points of view, but God has a viewpoint, and God doesn't change his viewpoint. He is the same Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, you and I change our viewpoint depending on the time of day, the weather, uh, who's in, who's out, what trend. We, we just change our viewpoint. But God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So whenever we want to understand God, we must come back to his viewpoint, and that's the way we can understand all that's going on around us, regardless of our, all of the things that make us different. So that's what I want to talk to you tonight about and pray about. Um, I, I like live uh, examples that you can relate to. Most of us have been on a plane. And when a plane is speeding down the runway and we look out the window, it's like the, the buildings and the planes and the people on the ground, we're like, it's like we're whizzing by. I mean, we can, before we can even focus on one thing, we're to the next thing. So we're not able to focus clearly as we pick up speed in preparation for takeoff. You know, it reminds me of when I went skiing for the first and I think only time probably in my life because <laughs> I was in Colorado uh, actually with Pam, who's on the, on the call uh, faithfully, and who did the template for uh, going to the rest of the, the state. But I was visiting her one Christmas, and um, – a friend of hers decided that we would go skiing. Well, I had this cool new, you know, ski suit and all that my parents had gotten me for Christmas, and I just knew I was, I was it. You know, I was looking the part. And anyway, so I, I did a couple of the, the first hills where you're, uh, I forget what it's called, but you have the skis kind of pointed in, and you're just kind of plowing down. And it's like, wow, this is pretty cool. I can do this. So I did that several times, and and then one of the guys with us said, you know, let's go up to the next level. Okay, okay. So I went up to the next level because I had thought I had mastered the plowing. And so we went up to that level, and I'm going down and, you know, plowing the whole way down. So I said, let's do it again. So we go up again. And so I'm, I'm plowing, and each time I get a little bit more comfortable with opening the skis. And see, when I open the skis, the faster I went. So I open the skis a little bit, then I close them, and I start plowing again. 
And so I was satisfied with my experience at that point. When we were getting ready to go home, and this one, one guy, the same guy said, let's just go up one more, t- you know, one more time. I said, well, I think I'm going to end on the first hill, the first level. And so we get to the first level, and he sticks his ski, his pole, across me so I couldn't get out of the, um, the list. So now I'm going to the next level again. So I said, okay. I could do this. So I get off the thing, and I start plowing down the hill, and I open up the skis, and I just took off before I knew it. I couldn't get the skis back. But what I noticed was the trees were whizzing by me. I mean, they were going so fast, it scared me because I didn't have control of the skis. And so long story short, I ended up on my backside, tumbled on my back, tumbled down the hill, and ended up going back to college with a broken ankle and uh, cast and, you know, the attention was cool and all that, but the pain was not cool. <laughs> and so I say all that to say when you're going very fast at the same level of the things that you're passing by, you don't have clarity. I saw, you, you see, you know, you see shades of things, you see blur, but you don't have clarity. And so when we live on the ground, particularly in this environment, we forfeit the clarity that God wants us to have to be able to operate optimally as kingdom citizens. So then we get to the, 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 the planes now picking up speed, and now it lifts off the ground. And after like several minutes, we're up, and soon we're up really high, but not high enough that we can't make out things on the ground, but too high to be affected by them. In fact, it's hard to tell really how fast we're going. And the things that we're seeing, they're clear. They're very clear. In fact, a lot clearer than when we were on the ground moving with the uh, moving on the ground alongside of these things. And so here we are, about twenty to thirty thousand feet in the air. And so I want to show you a few things up here. I want to show you a few things so that you can see. And the point of what I want to show you is this: everything happening in the world today is about connecting. Every single thing that is happening and being orchestrated in the world is about connecting. And even the religious system in communication promises you connection. It just doesn't deliver. But the idea is good. It just doesn't deliver. But everything is about connecting. Let me give you a few things that are about connecting. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're up in the air. The pilot, when we were taking off, before we took off, the pilot probably told you to put your phone on airplane mode. See, most of us have a mobile phone. Some of us are using them now to be on this call. And some of us, you know, some of us, years, a couple of years ago, I just ditched my house phone because everybody called me on the cell phone. So I use the cell phone in place of a landline phone, and some of you do too. But each one of our phones are connected to a network. And for a fee, we get to use their towers so that we can maintain a signal or contact with one another. So mobile phones connect us. And then think about it. How many of you use social media? How many of you have connected with high school friends through social media? 
and now you're interacting, you're sharing photos, you're so happy, girl, I hadn't seen you in a long time. What's up, man? How you doing? I hadn't seen you in a long time. You're sharing pictures, photos, you know, your kids' stories, you're cha- exchanging opinions. You know, you're living an aspect of your life through Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp. And some have even met spouses on these social networks. So social networks, they're designed to connect us. And then, wait, 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 there's your home down there. Wow, we're 30,000, 20,000 feet up, 20, 30,000 feet up, and I see your home. It's a smart home. All your devices, the TV, appliances, heating and air, conditioning unit, are all connected to a network. And you get to control them all through your voice. Wow, you don't even have to lift a finger anymore. You can just say, lights come on, and your lights come on. I think it's called smart home automation. Hmm. But it's through connection that you're able to communicate, that all these devices are able to communicate. And then, wow, there's your friend down there. They're using an ATM, an automated teller machine. And what about Apple Pay, Google Pay, and using your phone, these using your phone to pay for your food and, and virtually anything you want, your debit card, Apple, Apple Pay, Google, Cash App, Venmo, all are connected to your bank account. Wow. They're connected so that you can communicate with these various different businesses and vendors so that you can live and purchase the things that you want to purchase without money because you're connected. And then, wait, wait, look over there. There's a workman. Wow, there's several of them. They're erecting 5G mobile radio towers. What? The goal is to connect everything to everything, including people. That means you. Whether we want to be connected or not, we're being connected. We're being forced to be connected. Everything through this connection will be able to communicate and be controlled remotely. Think self-driving cars. Think life-like virtual or life-like robots. Think drones. Think virtual reality experiences. That's what 5G is promising and is delivering in some areas even as we speak. And it depends on us being connected. So what I want you to take away from those examples as as we begin to, to, to land this plane, what I want you to take away is this, that all of these technologies are successful because each one required you and I to establish a connection ever before we communicated. Just think about that. Before you could communicate, before you could use Facebook and interact with your friends and find your friends, before you could use your cell phone, you may have purchased a cell phone, it's unlocked, but it's not connected to a, a network, Sprint, Verizon, whatever, whatever network you're connected to. Think about it. You're Smart home automation has to be connected to a network in order for you to be able to use your voice to communicate to the different devices in your home. 
So what I want you to take away from this is that everything is predicated and based on connection. And in order to communicate, you must have first connected. The problem with the religious system and the communication training program in the religious system, it doesn't require connection. It just requires you to send some messages back and forth. And, yeah, I'm not saying that some elements of that are not uh, designed to help you connect. But by and large, how many of you, how many of you have said, have, have said the, what you want to say? You tried the right time. You tried the right voice. You tried the right day. You tried after the right event. You tried in the morning. You tried at night. And at the end of the day, your words just fell, and there was no connection. No matter all of the skills that you brought to bear to the conversation you wanted to have, at the end of the day, there was no connection. And the problem is you can't start with communication. You must start with connection. And many husbands and wives aren't connected, and therefore it makes the communication hard, laborious, difficult, and oftentimes unsuccessful. So now we're back on the ground. The plane has landed. You can unbuckle your seat about a little bit. I got, and here's a question I would ask you. Who would want everything in the world connected? Who would want everything in the world connected? 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 tells us, Satan who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness, likeness of God. Satan, the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. See, when we insist and persist on our own points of view, we will miss the kingdom point of view and seeing things from God's perspective. And so it's Satan who will want the world and everything and everyone in it to be connected. Why? Why would he want everything to be connected? Well, Isaiah 14, 12 through 14 gives us the answer. It says here, and you said in your heart, this is Satan speaking, you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the, upon the mount of the assembly in the uttermost north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. So why would the God of this world want everything and everyone connected? In a word, control. He wants to be able to control everything and everyone. The challenge that we have today in the church is when we do not see things from a kingdom perspective, God's viewpoint then we will wrestle with the details and we will look at the pros and cons, how this is good, but this is not good. I'm not saying there's not a place for that. 
But there's only a place for that as a kingdom citizen. After you get the father's position, after you get the king's position on the issue at hand. And so many of us, we do that as a last resort and not a first. We don't say, God, what's going on in the world? Where have you, where do you want me positioned in all of this? What do you want my mindset to be in all this? What do you want me to do with all this? See, here, here's the thing. God loves people, and he is concerned about people. He does not like to see people hurt. He does not like to see people harmed, abused, or exploited. But please understand, God is more committed to his will, his agenda, and his word than any one person. And when we fail to recognize that, then, then at times we are at risk of siding with a person rather than siding with God. The thing I've learned about God is this. God is always concerned about all people, but all people are not always concerned about God. And when we are not always concerned about God, we are at risk of getting hurt because we are operating outside of his desires for us. So why would the God of this world want everything connected and everything to be one? Simply for control. But what else? Ephesians 1.10 adds more. He planned, that is God planned for the maturity of the times and the climax of the ages to unify all things and head them up and consummate them in Christ, both things in heaven and on the earth. That includes you and I. That includes mankind. That includes we'll be brought together and then God will separate the wheat and the tares. So God's agenda, God's agenda, God's desire, God's dream, God's plan is that we would become one, that we would experience unity, and the way that happens is through connection and identifying with Christ. Satan stole this plan and has been forging ahead in his own brand of unity through technology and in many other areas to make everything the same. I hope you have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Satan's agenda is to make everything and everyone the same. Let me say it again. Satan's agenda, he stole the plans of God, and his agenda is to make everything and everyone the same. Why? so that he can rule as the God of this world. So connection and unity that follows is God's agenda. And only those who know how to connect, and, and those, let me say it this way, those who only know how to connect with people, those husbands and wives that only know how to connect through technology, you send each other texts all the time, that's, that's great, do it. Or you're, you know, interacting with each other on Facebook or social media, sharing pictures and texts, do it, that's great. But if that is the main and only way that you are connecting, that is through technology, you are at extreme disadvantage in creating kingdom climates or climates for kingdom connections because that requires warm bodies 
in person, face to face. Now, I like what's happening in the world today because it is forcing us COVID, what was intended for evil. God is working it together for good, and many of us are learning. God is giving us strategies and ways to get the kingdom message out. But at the end of the day, in our homes, in our households, in our small communities, we must connect face to face. Uh, Many of you have been praying for my mom, and I thank you so much. And I, I just think about my neighbors, you know, when they when they saw the, the ambulance come to pick up my mom, uh, and by the way, she's well, she sounds better than she has in I don't know how long, but when my neighbors saw the ambulance, the first thing they said to Amy was, we got dinner for you tonight. OMG, my neighbor has three young kids, I mean babies, one that she as in one of those pouches when they're outside playing. And then two, uh, I think there may be four and three, but she has three kids. She's got a house to run. She has a husband to take care of. But when she saw the truck, she said, we've got dinner. And she brought dinner over. I didn't ask. We didn't ask. We didn't. She just, this is, this you cannot do on technology. And this, this coming together as the people of God, first as husbands and wives and families, is critical, is critical in this particular hour because God desires us to connect face-to-face, heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul through his Holy Spirit as each of us adhere and accept the rights, responsibilities, and blessings and privileges as kingdom citizens. And the best place to start that is with husbands and wives. And, and the thing about it with my neighbor, we're very different. Our races are different. Our, you know, I'm in a different place in my life than she is. And, and yet at the same time, we were able to coalesce. It was through the Holy Spirit moving upon her heart to enable me to receive from the Spirit so that we had food, so that while we were dealing with my mother, I didn't have to think about making a meal. You can't, there's no app for that. You can't do that. Uh, Yeah, you can get an app and get Uber or or Instacart, all that stuff, but there's nothing like handing the, the, the bag of food to me, the paper bag, well, just really nicely presented, handing it to me and saying, I'm praying for you, and send a card with it. OMG, this is what the kingdom is about. This is what the kingdom is about. And so as I, we, we pull up to the gate, as we taxi into the gate, connection must be established before husbands and wives can effectively communicate. We've been doing it backwards. We've been teaching communication and hope for connection. God says establish communication and establish connection and the communication will follow. It's much easier to communicate with someone you're connected with than trying to communicate to establish a connection. And God gives us a gift of connection in Jesus Christ. And that connection must be based on common ground, not our differences. The God of this world is plowing ahead, identifying common need, common desires, common core, common, 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 again, trying to make everything to the same so that he may lord over it all. And husbands and wives that do not know how to connect, sustain a connection, and reconnect by default 
become part of the world system. And here's why. Whether we're talking about God or the Holy Spirit or Satan, both God and Satan require a body to carry out their respective wills on earth. And the reason being is that God gave the earth to man. And so the only way that he or the devil can intervene is if you or I give permission, knowingly or unknowingly, making ourselves available to do one of their wills. Healthy husbands and wives with a strong connection between them are needed now more than ever for two reasons. One, together they represent the smallest unity of two fully functioning units. They represent the smallest unity of fully functioning units, two fully functioning units. The covenant and the contract between these two can change a family, it can change a church, it can change a community. It can change something. The Bible says if two or more agree, then God would make good that which they have agreed upon. And so husband and wife represent two. And if we could ever get on this same page called unity, and it's only possible through kingdom marriage and the kingdom marriage system, oh, my God, OMG, we have not seen the likes of what God can do through a husband and wife who are in genuine unity. And then number two, marriage is the smallest church and the strongest defense in denying the drift of Satan, the will of Satan. Marriage is the smallest church and the strongest defense against denying the will of Satan in the earth. Said another way, marriage is the smallest church and strongest defense or strongest offense in establishing the will of the king in the earth today. So let me just give you this caution for the church, and then I, I want to pray and, and, um, and uh, just wrap up. Here's the caution for the church. And please hear what I'm saying. Whenever the church is attacked, what we do is we will double down on some aspect of the word. We did it when uh, we were taking a stand against same-sex marriage. We doubled down on the idea of marriages between a man and a woman, and that is true. Um, it, it, it is The truth is self-evident. But after we doubled down on the fact that marriage is a husband, uh, one man and one woman, we had nothing to show for that decree. We had our lives, and the, the marriages were in, in disrepair. We were disconnected. We weren't good witnesses. You know, some of our kids wouldn't even want to be married. People have moved toward, uh, even Christians have moved in the direction of cohabitation. So after we did all of this doubling down, the marriages between a man and a woman, at the end of the day, we lost. And we lost because we had a form of godliness, but we didn't have the substance of a marriage. And so as a result, we were defeated. 
or it contributed to our defeat. And in June 2015, I believe, all over the nation, uh, same-sex marriage became the law of the land. And so my concern here and my caution for the church here is this. The answer typically, or it would seem logical, the answer to Satan and making everything the same and same-sex marriage is to double down on the differences between man and woman. Hear what I'm saying. If we continue to double down on the differences between man and woman and husbands and wives, it is inherently divisive and will result in the inevitable defeat for couples and our church. It already has resulted in defeat. And so the answer for what's happening in our earth today is not to double down on our differences, but to counter Satan's desire to make the world connected and unified is for us to stand united as husbands and wives who are kingdom citizens first, that is, we are spirit beings, speaking spirits first, we are human beings second, male and female third, and husbands and wives fourth. We must rethink marriage and begin to think about it from a kingdom perspective and not a humanistic perspective, a religious perspective that is divisive and separates men and women uh, in a way that we are not productive in reproducing, multiplying, the kingdom in our spheres of influence. So, Father, tonight we pray your word in Ephesians 2, 14 through 16. And we pray this word concerning husbands and wives. For Jesus himself has been made our peace. He is the bond of unity and harmony between husbands and wives. Jesus has made us both, male and female, husbands and wives, Jew and Gentile, one body and has broken down, destroyed, abolished the hostile dividing wall between us. Tonight, Father, I declare there is no dividing wall between husbands and wives. We are one in you in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you that by abolishing this law, this, this wall and this barrier in your own flesh through the cross of Jesus Christ, Lord, the, the enmity, the, 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 the disconnection, Lord, the division that has been caused by the law and its decrees and ordinances, Lord, would, would you annul, would you defeat it, would you overcame, Father, Lord, that from you to, from us to, in you, two of us, two fully functioning youth, that you might create in you one new man, one new quality, one new breed of humanity out of two. Father God, we thank you that you're making peace to this. Father, we don't deny our differences. We just affirm our likenesses, Father God. We declare, Father God, tonight that every husband and wife is a speaking spirit first, God, and has been given, Lord, kingdom citizenship by virtue of Jesus Christ. 
We declare that each husband and wife has the rights, responsibilities, privileges, blessings, authority, and, and power that, uh, Lord, that attends every kingdom citizen tonight, Father. We thank you tonight that we are both the sons of God and the bride of Christ, Father. Lord, I pray that your spirit, God, would illuminate your word to husbands and wives tonight, God, that they might see clearly and choose this day whom they'll serve, Father. We bless you tonight. We honor you, God. We thank you that you, Lord, before the foundation of the world, God, reconciled us, husbands and wives, men and women, to God, Lord, in a single body by means of the cross. Father God, we embrace the cross again tonight as husbands and wives. We live at the cross, God. We rise from the cross, God. We return to the cross, God, because it's the place of exchange for our life, for your life, God, our humanity for your deity, God. Lord, we offer you, God, all of our humanity, all of the things that make us male and female, God, all of our differences, God. We bring them to your cross tonight, God, and we receive tonight on behalf of every husband and wife the divine nature, the the, the nature of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you that each husband and wife has the mind of Christ, God, and, Lord, that mind is neither male nor female, God, but it is a divine nature, God. For you said in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that you are 5, 18, and 17 through 19, Lord, that you were in Christ, that the Spirit of God, which is neither male nor female, was in Christ reconciling us to God. And so we appeal to the spirit of reconciliation. That is the Holy Spirit that is in each husband and wife. And we say, draw us to the Father like never before. Teach us, Lord, how to be kingdom citizens, God. Lord, connect us by your word and your spirit tonight, God, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for killing, Lord, the division and the enmity, God, and bringing the feud and the power struggles between husbands and wives and men and women to an end, God. We thank you. We praise you, God. We affirm masculinity. We affirm, God, femininity in Jesus' name, God. We thank you that they are connected by your Holy Spirit, God. We declare that husbands and wives are overcoming by the blood of Jesus, the testimony of Jesus, and because each one loves you more than they love themselves. Now, Father, watch over this word and perform it in the life of your people tonight, God. Those that are husbands and wives, those that are not yet married and want to be married, God. Those that are divorced, God, and still want to be married and want to be married again, God. Those that are separated, rejoin them, God, through a kingdom mindset in Jesus' name, God. Lord, we thank you and we praise you that you're opening up the earth today, God. Lord, to Lord, swallow up this religious system, God. Lord, swallow it up in Jesus' name, God. We plead the blood of Jesus against the religious system that has been at work in marriages, God, in the body of Christ. Father God, swallow it up in your earth today, God, for the earth belongs to you in the fullness thereof, oh God. Open up the earth today, God, and swallow up this evil, God, in Jesus' name, this man-made imitation system of the kingdom, God. Swallow it up, God. And then, Father God, bless the works of our hand, even as we seed this nation, seed every state in U.S. territory, seed every husband and wife in the sound of my voice, God, with kingdom marriage in the system, through the kingdom marriage of, uh, system, Father God, that they might go forth and bring forth fruit, and that fruit would multiply and remain, God. 
God. Lord, I thank you that you would increase, Lord, their influence, God, in Jesus' name, as they connect with you, God, and the kingdom, Lord. Do it, God, and we'll give you all the glory and all the praise, for we know that your word does not go out for us, but it accomplishes what you set it out to accomplish, and it prospers into the thing that you have sent it. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, I pray that you were blessed tonight. Don't forget to go to my website, more, M-O-O-R-E, on relationships.com, and register for connecting. If you do that within the next 24 hours, then I will give you uh, um, the, the notes, the outline, uh, which is a $69 value, uh, uh, hey, just do it. Just do it. We must populate the earth with a kingdom message on marriage. And so I pray and I bless you in Jesus' name. And if the replay number for today's call is 605-475-4753. The access code, I'm sorry, uh, scratch that, 605 4 Seven five four nine eight zero. Let me give it to you again. Six zero five four seven five four nine eight zero. The access code is three four one zero 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 pounds. You can also, uh, within the next hour or two, you'll be able to hear this message on Spotify or iTunes. If you don't have the app, just download it, and in the search bar, type in Marriage Reform with Kim Moore, and it will come up. This will be number 98, reference number 98. So if you're calling in, the reference number is 98. If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes or whatever podcast you receive, it will be number 98. Well, I bless you in the name of Jesus. Amy, did I miss anything? Any comments or thoughts? No, you got it all. I'm just reminding people if they are signing up for Connect to um, download Zoom if they haven't used Zoom before, just to um, go ahead and have that on their phone. Amen. Also, guys, please share this. That is one way. And it's a free way and an easy way that if each of you share this message with one person, we will double the number of people that have heard this message or any of the messages. So I ask you to do that and to use your, your, your power on social and your authority on social media and help us get this message to those that need it. Well, God bless you. I love you. And we will see you on the call next week, God willing. Have a great evening. Thank you.